and they walked through the ooey-gooey gumdrop forest. Well, good morning, Crosswinds Church. This is Pastor Ken, and I'm preaching today from the land or the island of misfit toys. <laughs> you know, we've always jo- joked here at Crosswinds Church that um, it's kind of like the island of misfit toys. It's a place where if you're a little broken, you're going to fit in just fine. You know, the reality is we're all just a little broken and we all try to hide it. You know, it's always sad to me when I hear that um, someone share that uh, they feel like everybody else has got their lives put together, um, but theirs isn't. And they feel like everybody else in the church has it all together. And I know that the enemy is just lying to them and he has distorted the truth to them and their perspective is way off. They they think that everybody else are just beautiful toys and they're the only broken one. But from my perspective, when I look out at the crowd, I see that we're all just a little broken. That's what Jesus saw. He looked out and saw that the crowd was helpless and harassed like sheep without a shepherd. You know, when I look out, I I see the whole world is kind of like an island of misfit toys. So if you feel like a misfit in this world, Crosswinds is a place for you. If you are a beautiful, shiny toy with no issues, um, there are some mega churches down the road over there and over there up the street and Everything there will be pretty and shiny and nothing will ever offend you. Those churches have been designed that way. But Jesus' church was created by a bunch of misfits. Some fishermen and some tax collectors and zealots and prostitutes and uneducated ordinary people. And he himself was kind of a misfit from a nowhere town, born of suspicious circumstances the Bible tells us he had no physical beauty or, or majesty by which um, people would be attracted to him. He was a carpenter's son, a tradesman himself. You know, the religious establishment and the elite, they rejected him. He was not accepted with the shiny toys. Friends, there is no shame in being a misfit or feeling a little broken in this world. It's kind of natural to feel that way. Jesus said we would feel that way if we belonged to him. He actually prayed for us misfits in John 17. He he went to the cross and he prayed, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of this world and I am not of the world. See, friends, the problem is not you. The real problem is your perspective. See, if you're on an island and you're thinking you're the only broken toy, the problem is your perspective. See, we are not worldlings. We were made to be dearly loved toys. But living isolated and alone in this world has left us all just a little bit tattered and it's left us all just a little bit broken. And so Jesus also prayed in John 17, 1, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. That word sanctify means to be cleaned up or purified. 
See, being alone in the world is what breaks us toys down or that wears away our shine. See, we often get treated roughly and sometimes our little spiritual eyes are pulled out. And sometimes we get tossed aside and our little hearts are, are broken. And often we get left on too long and we feel a little used up because our batteries get all drained out. And because we become damaged, Jesus knows we need to be cleaned up or purified. So he prayed to his father that we would stay together, that we would stay in the father's word of truth, that we were not really misfits, but that we were really his children, that were made different with unique purposes. You know, while crosswinds can be an island, a refuge where we can come to heal, friends, we can't be islands and find healing. You know, I've been speaking to you the last couple of weeks about prayer. And I'm not really today on the island of misfit toys. I'm, I'm on my way to Africa right now. I'm with Andre and Rena, a couple of my friends, and we're, we're, we're heading over there to find some other misfits to love in Jesus' name. And, and, and before Jesus left the world, he prayed that his misfits would be together in his word and in prayer. And friends, when I go to places like Africa and when I go to places like Haiti to serve, I always recognize that I, I may not come back. And I'm not being dramatic. It's just a reality. You know, I should probably feel this way when I go on the expressway to Chicago. But I want you to know that if anything ever happened to me, that you, this church full of misfits, crosswinds, would be just fine. Todd Walter, who you heard earlier, would be in charge as head deacon. And my wife would tell him what to do because she tells me what to do. And Jeremy and Jason and Kim and Abdu have all been trained by me to preach and to take care of you. And you have a mission to do, to go collect more of those battered toys and teach them who they are in Jesus. You know, this verse comes to mind. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. The prayers of a righteous person has great power in its working. James 5, 16. Now, therefore is therefore. You always have to ask yourself that because James is telling us how a prayer of faith can save a person, how a person's faith can heal a person, how prayers of faith give us Forgiveness from our sins. You know, yes, you can come to church that Jesus, the Son of God, came down from heaven and lived like us, but he lived perfectly by God's design without sin. And then he died on a Roman cross to receive the punishments we all deserve for our sins. And if you believe that truth, you'll be forgiven of your sins. But then after that, he died and he rose again on the third day and if you believe that truth, you'll be given the gift of everlasting life. 
You know, prayers of faith also give resurrecting power that can heal us from our diseases. But that verse is also saying something very special that I think most of us misfits can miss. It says, confess your sins to one another, not to some priest in a beautiful dress, but to another misfit. And then pray for another misfit and let them pray for you. That is supposed to be another misfit praying for another misfit. That's not supposed to be some shiny pastor in a suit or a a priest in a dress. Actually, the Bible says this about all misfits. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 9. Now, uh, in, in James 5.16, it says, pray for one another that you might be healed. Did you catch that? Our sins are forgiven and we gain eternal life when we repent and believe in Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. But that verse is saying that healing comes when misfits confess their sins to one another and they pray for one another. Friends, do you believe God's word to be true? Do you? God says you may be healed. The solution to your temptations, to your addictions, to your pet sins, to your fears, to your depression, to your insecurities, is your confessions of your sins to one another and praying for one another that you might be healed. So many Christians miss that. Beloved church, I know this is true. It's worked for me in my own life. You've just heard our deacons give their stories, their testimonies. And friends, they're just misfits like me who are broken and who God is healing just like you and me. But James 5.16 goes on to give us the reasons for our healing. It says the prayer of a righteous person has great power in its working. Now, some of you may be thinking, this is a problem. I'm not a righteous person. I'm I'm broken. I'm a misfit. I'm I'm sinful. And, And God, He does not hear my prayers. Beloved misfit, then you don't really understand the gospel. Because gospel says this in Romans three twenty three, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means that all, everybody, are misfits. Even the ones that look like they are shiny toys. The ones that look like they're shiny toys on the outside. 
Because what makes us righteous? Well, Romans 6.23 says this, for the wage of sin is death. And we all sin. But it says the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, righteousness is a gift freely given to misfits by their faith in Jesus Christ alone. And, and you receive that gift by confessing your sins and believing in Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if, if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with one's heart, one believes and is justified, means forgiven, made sinless, without sin. So you're righteous. And with one's mouth, one confesses and is saved forever. It can't be taken away. So you're righteous. So if you have turned to Jesus, and if you have made this confession, confession, you are a righteous man or woman in the eyes of God. And even if you look like, to the rest of the world, like a misfit, maybe you got an eye out over here or your wheels are square, even if you seem like a misfit in this world, your prayers have great power in their working according to the word of God. Yes, you, the misfit. Yes, you who feel broken. Let's read the rest of what James 5.17 says. It says, Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. You know, often people think of Elijah like Buzz Lightyear. He was a superhero toy. To eternity and beyond, because he got beamed out of here. But Elijah was just a toy like the rest of us. That's what the Bible says. Elijah was a misfit like you and me. He was a man. That's, that's what the scriptures say. A man, just like us. A man or a woman. He didn't fit in. He didn't fit in. His king and his queen cast him out of his kingdom because they didn't like how he believed in God. And many of his own people rejected him because he was a little different. But to show people who the true God was, he prayed. He prayed fervently, deeply. And for three years, God shut the heavens because God heard the prayer of an ordinary misfit man. He heard that misfit's cry to heal his nation. And we need ordinary misfits right now to cry out to heal our nations. And Crosswinds, I think it's really good there are no preachers were available today and that I'm not there to be with you because a bunch of misfits made me rely too much on me to pray. And forget the fact that they are righteous. That God has made them righteous. And that their prayers are powerful and effective. 
And they, they might forget that God wants them to do miracles through his misfit, misfit toys today. And, and today, I want you right now to do something different. I want you to go and find another person in this room. Someone that you don't know or, or, or you don't know very well. Now, now, now go do it. I, I can see you. Okay, that's not true. I don't want to lie. But do it anyways. And, and don't choose a family member or, or, a, or, or, or a person from South Africa if you're a South African. We have so many South Africans here. You know, Kelowna, you can't pick Michelle. Pick somebody else. Come on, go meet another misfit. I want you to be just a little bit uncomfortable. I, I've got to go to Africa. I'm going to be meeting all kinds of people that are not like me. It's a little bit missional. So, so go meet somebody that you don't know very well. And if there's an odd number, you can be in a group of three, but I'd like it to pair up. And teens, you can do this with an adult. You can teach them how to do it, teens. I know you can, because I have taught you teens how to do this in youth group. And and some of the adults, they, they may be a little shy, but give them a little encouragement, okay? Help the adults how to do it, okay? He, here are the rules. I, I want you each to share with the other person something that is troubling you right at this moment. Maybe things didn't go so well in your conversations with your relatives at Thanksgiving. Or, or, or maybe there's a, a temptation you are struggling with right now or, or something at work. Or, or maybe there's a sin or a, a problem or a struggle in your life. And I, I want you each to just briefly share with each other something that's going on in your life. Or maybe share with each other how you feel like a misfit in junior high or in, in your job or, or wherever. Just share with each other what's going on in your life. Now, I, I want to hear you to hear this. Don't offer each other any advice about the situation. Don't try to fix one another. Now, I want to say that again. It's very important. Don't offer each other advice and don't try to fix one another. I, I just want you to take the problem to Jesus for the other person. I want you to obey James 5.16. Therefore, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Now, if one of you in the two or both of you has not accepted Jesus as their savior, confess that to the other person as you share. And, and if you're ready to pray about that, go ahead and do that. Because if God let an ordinary misfit stop the heavens, then that righteous person right next to you can pray for someone to go to heaven. Pray with that person for God to forgive their sins. And to give them eternal life by their faith in Jesus Christ. Because you're qualified. And God has called you to do that with them right here today. Because the prayers of a righteous person, which God has made you righteous, are powerful and effective. I don't care how old you are.
you are God's chosen royal priesthood. And then after a few minutes, Nigel will come and lead you in a final prayer. And Jeremy will lead you in a song of reflection called, Lord, I Need You. I love you all. And I know you'll do great today. And you guys just need Jesus. You don't need me. But I hope to see you soon.